morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm okay. Um, a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Lots going on. Yeah. I think it's funny. I also just got out of the shower. So apparently yeah. that's the like, all right. Yeah. This is yeah. what I gotta do to be presentable to the world. Okay. Yeah, showering it on the call. When you so. realize, like, that you haven't, I, for me, like, I was like, I haven't washed my hair since Monday, and that's gross. And <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it's a we need to we need to be more presentable for a Saturday than just roll out of bed today. Um, it's all good. It's yeah. like I just want to feel clean, and you know, I don't want to get out and feel like gross, right? So it's like, yeah, okay, slimy, it's gonna slimy. be a good weekend. <laughs> It's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we got a lot going on, huh? How was yeah. your um, Let's see. Well, obviously, thank you for holding space for letting me cancel last weekend. I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to get through the call at all. Um, I was in really bad okay. shape. Um, it did. It did end. It is over. Um, Sadly, all my my fears that he was going to be blindsided came to fruition. He really had no idea. Um, he was stunned and shocked and really, uh, I haven't heard from him since. Um, he, I, I, he's like, I don't want you completely out of my life, but we'll see if that changes. I mean, that may have just been in the moment of it all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And. Uh, I don't know what my dog is barking at right now. Um, but um, yeah, so it ended. Um, there were a lot of tears. There were a, like, it was, it was very frustrating because the person, the person that I had always needed in the relationship, the honest, transparent, um, open, like open with his past, open with everything, kind of person uh showed up at the very end as like as like an emotional manipulation tactic and um and showed up as a like hey I wouldn't have let you in my circle because I don't trust anybody and there was like and there was all this underlying stuff of reasoning as to why I'm special even though he wasn't showing it and and it um it was, it made it that much more heartbreaking because it showed me that he was capable of it. And that like, was like, you couldn't even, you're only doing this because I'm leaving. And then the look on his face when I actually left, I think he was, he was pretty stunned that he couldn't talk me out of it. Um, Cause he's used to very much kind of hold it, like having the control and um, and, you know, being the person who's like, oh, no, 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 it's not that way. And, and you just take him for what he's, for what he says. And I didn't, uh, were, were you able to talk to him about these are the needs that weren't being met? And that's why I'm upset. I did try. Um, and he immediately started to pull them apart and he's like, he at the end of it you know when you're going through when it's that emotional I I start I basically ended up crying through the whole thing because mm -hmm. I 
I was trying to stay composed and I just couldn't manage it because he was starting to make me angry that all he wanted to do was basically be like, no, you're wrong. And and no, you're wrong in a like and not a I val like I, I understand how you might feel, but this is how I see it. No, it was it was more of a like, but this is how everything is. So I don't it doesn't it's always I don't understand. Um and so what it came down to, which I didn't want to go this route because I wanted him to actually have responsibility for why our relationship fell apart, but it ended up with me taking the blame and saying, you know, I couldn't, I've tried for months to shake off this feeling that I, that I need more, that I, I need better and I can't. And I really can't. And it's not because I don't love you. And it's not because I, I, I want to leave, but I cannot shake this. And so it ended up being me and my problem instead of the the whole thing of he and I as a couple were not working in tandem with each other and that's that's the real shitty part about it like I that's not how I wanted it to end I'm very but after I cried mostly on the day mm-hmm. and then a little bit the day after but I um between all the stuff you and I had talked about, the stuff I had talked with my therapist, um, I, I'm kind of numb right now. I'm pretty numb. Um, it just, I know it's there. It feels weird. It feels weird not to like, not have anyone to, to call that's local. Um, to hang out with it's like it became a routine so it's like breaking that routine and having to come yeah. to like this is yeah this is over you have to you have to move on and my dog is trying to get the treadmill that's apparent that's under my bed for some reason what are you doing <laughs> just wants atten- she just wants attention she's had my undivided attention by the way for a little while we're gonna have she's sleeping in the same bed as me and she's getting like all the love in the world and it's still not enough. <laughs> she's a manifestation of me. Um, <laughs> she's a manifestation of me. Um, so but she's, uh, yeah, she's being herself. Um, <laughs> dogs, man. But I, I will say, thank God for my dog because it's definitely taken my mind off of a lot of this. Like she, I, I've been her caretaker pretty much seven days a week since my parents went to the UK. So she's my shadow right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some, That's there's good. some pluses and minuses. Um, yeah, for sure. And then in addition to all of that, in addition to all of the personal drama, uh, I got word last week in the middle of the week that my boss, our CFO resigned and is going to be out of the office as of October 7th. So I have been swamped with her transition um, and transitioning the interim. So there hasn't been enough, a lot of time to mourn this because I am, I am busy and my boss is real bitchy right now because 
she, through all of her life coaching and consulting work that she did with a coach for like five years out the window. Um, and now she treats back to treating the operation stuff like shit. So that's, yep. Interesting uh, timing. Interesting, yeah. Well, interesting timing. And maybe that's probably, maybe that's why it all worked out the way that it did is because um, it was supposed to. It was yeah. supposed to so that I could focus on this. And I still have the guy from Luxembourg is going to show up in three more weeks. It's so weird. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? I don't know. And kind of relationship or even potential relationship category just feels very like, yeah, we can't deal with this right now. Um, I, he's still very sweet, still hasn't changed his ways, but in fairness though, he thought for a while that, um, he, he's been under the impression that me and my significant other had broken up a lot sooner, but we had not. So I, yeah, but he didn't have a say in that either. It's like he made the decision a couple, about a month ago to come. And uh, is he seeing anyone else while he's here or is it just you? Just me, just me, which That's is very like, pointed. <laughs> it's very pointed, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, he has an agenda. He's here for me. He's here for me. He's also here to kind of, um, gauge coming back into the States, coming back, uh, from taking all of his clients that he's gained, um, in his position with his company to, with the company that he works for to come back to the United States and be, um, be his own boss. And so if he wants to do that, great. Uh, I am not advising that right away. I'm like, maybe wait till November. Um, maybe wait, maybe wait till 2023 and see how you feel. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so that's part of like the underlying thing. The other part is to see if we work out. Um, I think he's anticipating that will work out. Mm -hmm. in his head um so I'm gonna try to take a different approach to this one but I'm also as I told my therapist I'm like I'm keeping my eye out for things like love bombing and and things that I am sadly very familiar with um when it comes to like that real fast pace and I'm and I'm realizing something about men in general that makes me also be like, do you really want to date another guy again? Do you want, you have the other side of the coin here that you can go and date. <laughs> if I could find somebody that would be interested in me of my, of the same sex, it'd be great. Um, we might go that route. <laughs> some, not might, it's, it's never been an either, or it's always been a um, lack of, Lack of presence in that world, despite my efforts, has always been like a, no, you can't be. No, you can't be. No, you're not. So. Um, Why yeah. not? Huh? Why not? Um, according to them, not me, because I've mm -hmm. known that, I, that I've 
been on both sides, both teams since I was 15. Um, but it's always like presence and uh, kind of the, there's, how do I explain this? It's like a, a presence in that world, you're either butch or femme, but there's, there's like a, there's a way you present yourself as a as bisexual or as a lesbian that like really stands out in that community and I'm not that type of person um I may come out more as a dominant personality when I'm around men but around women I just kind of fade into the background and it's kind of it's always been this like this this thing of I you know, oh, I didn't know you were gay, but you're not my type because you don't like, you don't know what you are. And then they, or they, yeah, it's always the, you don't know what you are because you're bisexual. People are like, you're just experimenting. You're going to fuck around with me. It's like, well, no, I can't even do that with the, with the men in my life. I really don't like to do that with anyone in my life. So that's not true. Um, and then there's, I've met people that are like, I just don't date bisexuals because I don't trust them. There's a lot of like, after all these years, I mean, after decades of this, there's still a lot of mistrust against bisexual men and bisexual women. They, it's, um, I've been asked if I was a narcissist before. I was like, wow, really? Just because I'm bisexual, you think I'm a narcissist? Hmm. Um, I think it's more complicated to be, <laughs> <laughs> straddling yeah. his line <laughs> I think narcissism is a buzzword right now too yeah anybody who says anything mean to me is a narcissist is a narcissist kind of thing, right yeah anybody who acts like a dick at one point <laughs> is a narcissist yeah they might be but that's not necessarily that's... the diagno diagnostic criteria for that yeah right exactly right right yeah. yeah so is this something you told your ex yeah and he dismissed it hmm. and he dismissed it. That was another, that was actually like the year one kind of nail in the coffin uh, where I was like, wow, you're discrediting something that I can't change. Um, and it's, I've had it happen before, but I really didn't expect it from him considering how long we had known each other. Mm -hmm. But um, it showed too that uh, he's one of those people that, um, you know, how we had to take a whole course on intersectionality when we became coaches and, and he's the type of guy that's like, I don't understand intersectionality. That's something that only millennials are into. It's not, that's like, that's just uh social, social brainwashing. And I'm like, wow, that's mm -hmm. fucked up. That's really fucked up. But that is, that's his view of it um he's growing up as a gen xer mm. growing up as a gen xer growing up in new york um he says things about certain uh he's first of all he's not a white guy he's from, he's a dominican american like first generation dominican american and i'm like you're talking shit about something that is actually there that it was created or a kind of a way to look at things was created because people like you were being dismissed mm -hmm. what the fuck <laughs> but um 
And we had actually, the funny thing is, we'd gotten into that conversation the day we broke up that we were talking about that. And I was giving him shit for it because I'm like, are you serious? You're teaching your girls to disregard it. But the reality is, is that this was created because you spent an entire gen, you and your generation spent all this time being dismissed by people um, or being assessed by people who didn't understand where you came from, what your what your home life was like and you were disregarded because you didn't fit into the mold so why on earth are you teaching your girls that this is not important so Interesting. yeah um he's a so there's a lot for a therapist to unpack there if he ever bothers to go to one mm-hmm it, it to me illustrates though the incompatibility it sounds like it's been there for a while yeah it my and then my therapist said she's like I think it also shows that he's got a lack of emotional range that yep. he needs and that has yeah. to be developed on his own but the lack of emotional range is also why he doesn't understand why you're mm-hmm. leaving and why you needed more so um yeah so it's a lot it's a lot it is a lot it's a lot um it's like it's I feel I I was feeling guilt about it and now it just I know my brain is trying to protect me of like you you gotta let you just gotta move on because there's a lot of other things going on um it was actually a good time for this to happen because my parents were not here. The pressure of like family was not around. Although I did tell my mom and my mom called me from Ireland and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can say. Um, I don't want you to bad mouth them either. Cause the reality is, is like, I don't hate this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to take it as the this was the first stepping stone of like, okay, you slightly broke the cycle of being attracted to narcissists. Let's keep mm-hmm. that going. Um, considering that I, I came into this relationship after being abused by a covert narcissist. So coming out of that into this, although it didn't end the way I had hoped it would or didn't stay I didn't want it to end. Um, I'm glad though that it shows in some respect that slowly but surely we will get out of this mm-hmm. painful cycle. Um, but I can tell you right now, even though that um, Wesley is coming here from from, from Luxembourg, uh, I'm not really that excited to date again. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm really not. And if it doesn't work out fine and I'm, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be okay. Not, not doing this for maybe ever. Um, I will be okay if I'm 40 and I have a lot of dogs and travel a lot and don't have to deal with this shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, um, I'm, I don't know. Um, it just, it's, uh, 
it's not a world that like I I've written a lot about that world about dating and being and being single at this age and stuff like that and I just and I'll probably continue writing about it but the reality is is that I don't really like being a part of it it's changed so much and people are so not nice (laughs) um but they I learned a lot about the duplicitous kind of Jekyll and Hyde behavior that goes on in the dating world because of meeting a lot of people along the way that were, you know, it's a, there's a movie by a comedian called Good on Paper. If you ever watch it on that, you should watch it on Netflix. It's like a real good textbook case of, of somebody who essentially cons people. Um, But that's kind of what it was. It's like, everything is good on paper until you meet them and you're with them and there's tactics and behaviors that they're using to keep you in check so that they will always be in power and yeah I can't deal with this anymore (laughs) so now you're saying that about the dating world like what is it about the the dating world that is the problem um the dating world it's the the time and the energy that goes into uh people who have like a who one are are shopping as it's referred to Mm -hmm. so shopping basically in the sense that if you use a dating app it's um they've got hundreds of dates lined up and I usually only have like one because I'm not that kind of person I can't multitask like that um if I it's a lot of time invested to find out that the person that you meet is not a good person or you go out with them really like them and get cut off at the knees like five dates in I've had that happen um it's the emotional the emotional roller coaster of it all for how my personality type is and how I invest time and energy into people it's a bit it's a it's a bit more exhausting and draining to be a part of that world than um you know to just meet somebody through a friend but this is actually oddly enough this here this relationship I am coming I'm now out of is the first time I had met somebody through a friend because my friends don't set me up there's like no set up part of it so when it comes to dating when I say I don't like being a part of it is because I'm usually on my own having to filter all these people um and as the older you get as I'm 37 getting close to 40 competing with 20 something year olds for 40 year old for the attention of people my own age and and older um I it's not fun should be fun Dating should be fun. You should be able to go and hang out and enjoy someone's company and see if you mesh without this whole thing of like the underlying part of it, which is, uh, am I going to get assaulted because this person thinks it's because they bought me dinner that um, they now have license to it. I'm sorry to say that that still exists even in the older demographic. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's it's the fact of like, I don't want to go through this. I don't. 
Um, so if you could, because you said dating should be fun. Yeah, it should be. So if you could date the way you wanted to, what would that look like? How would you date if you got to date exactly how you want to and it feels good to you? Good um, I would never meet someone for drinks ever again. That would be the first part of it. Okay. We'd never meet for drinks. It would only be coffee. It would only be in, in the daytime. <laughs> um, okay. Like if we meet, the first date would be coffee and the second date would have to be a daytime like activity. Like we'd have to go. And I don't mean like in like a dark room kind of thing, but it's like you go and, you know, you go on a hike, you go um, to a museum, you go to an event, you go to something, enjoy each other's time and see each other out in the real world, but daytime. Okay. Um, at least for like five, six, maybe seven dates, <laughs> maybe more than that, really, maybe like 90 days worth of dates. I don't know. That's just a random number that's coming into my head. Um, and then after that, uh, there's like kind of an assessment period. This like date that comes back to coffee of like, Hey, do you want to continue this? But again, still in the daytime, not in my apartment, not in my, not in his apartment. Um, yeah, somebody just genuinely having to come to terms with like, do I like this person without alcohol? Right. Do they like me without alcohol? Can they yeah. carry on a conversation? Um, cause I'm honestly sick of the drinks, uh, sick of protecting my drink. Right. Um, also sick of getting dressed up to kind of get snubbed too. Mm -hmm. I like getting dressed up, mind you, I really do. But I really hate like putting in all that effort just to meet a guy who's like shows up in jeans and t-shirt. I've dealt with that too many times. It's like, really? Could you at least have like worn a shirt that had buttons on it? That's all. You don't have to be in a suit and a tie, just buttons. Please, I wore a dress for this. Could you just step it up just a little bit? Mm -hmm. Oh. I think all of those are valid and fair. Yeah, they are. Um, and I've tried to enforce them in the past when I was single. It doesn't always, always fell short somewhere. Um, or I didn't get a it was always, I didn't, I, sometimes it just got stood up because they didn't want to meet in the daylight. And then other times it was like, after the first day, I'm like, no, forget it. But it is how it you- sounds like out. then the model works. Yeah. It's weeding out bad people. People, yeah. It's weeding out bad people for the ones that don't, don't show. And the ones that are like, hey, listen, you're a nice girl. Yeah, but it's, it, it weeds out the people who need liquid courage because- mm -hmm. The liquid courage, I have nothing against people who drink or any of that, but I have to say that that liquid courage is where the aggression comes from for a lot of people. They get a lot of moxie from it. Um, and I'm also not in a place where in my 20s, things could be casual. I didn't really want them to be, but I was coming off of an assault. So my brain was like, we can do casual because it's, you don't have to get connected to them because you can't. Um, mm -hmm. 
but uh, casual now, I, I kind of can't do it. I, it's like, not just because I've just come out of a relationship, but because it's with all this stuff health-wise that's been going on with my body, I need somebody who, if there's any like physical intimacy at all, it needs to take care of me in some way, not take care of me, like, like, oh, little baby kind of take care of me, but like take their time, um, which people don't in casual, in casual, in casual men think they're doing really well. And then they're, I'm just coming out with all of like all of my okay. my statements of this sound like man hating statements, but it's more like a every bad experience I've ever had is just like in a Rolodex right now <laughs> coming. <laughs> like, do you remember the guy? Do you remember that guy? <laughs> um, yeah, and it didn't help that my last intimate experience with my my boyfriend was really painful. Mm and I'm sorry his, yeah was like really physically painful and he didn't um almost three years ago I didn't even like realize that it's like you're actually fucking hurting me um and he called it when we broke up he called it he's like but we just I just made love to you it's like and in my head I didn't say it because I was like I'm not going into this to do be to assassinate his character I'm not gonna no he doesn't I'll tell him at some point if we ever be friends again I will I will disclose that to him but I'm not gonna tell him that right now um because that goes when you threaten that part mm -hmm. and even though like part of me didn't think he would be capable of it I didn't want to test that mm -hmm. um but I was thinking it's like that wasn't love that was love would have been you understanding that we hadn't had sex in like three months and maybe not just doing what you wanted to do mm -hmm. so yeah yeah now i find this interesting this whole model mm -hmm. if you were dating a woman would that be the same model or yes it'd be different and be the okay. same model um okay. women when i did get to date women it's a little bit different mm -hmm. a lot of them do want to meet in public maybe uh they want to meet in public they want to meet during the day if you can it's a little bit more casual um and then there are the types that want to meet for a drink in that other part of it um but i'm also not it's weird i drink less i drink less with women um i drink i used to drink more with men because men made me anxious and fearful so that's also right. why I would like to get rid of the alcohol component because I don't like it. It's a, mm -hmm. I, I always fear, I always feared for my safety, <clears throat> which is weird that you drink more, but it was kind of like, it was a, I don't know why I used to do that, but the anxiety would take over and it was like, why are you drinking more? You should be drinking nothing if like you're really that anxious like you should be drinking nothing but for some reason I was my brain was doing the opposite yeah um, to medicate maybe, to depress your anxiety to yeah yeah create to me, a little bit more so you wouldn't feel so anxious to make you feel more comfortable or to make me feel like I was more malleable because being uh there were times where 
I actually spent most of my life not drinking alcohol. I, I didn't start drinking till I was 27. Um, I had like one drink on my 21st birthday, didn't drink again after that. Um, still kind of, still really don't prefer to drink. It's not my thing. Um, but, uh, I, I don't like to drink in excess and now I really, I'm like a real lightweight, like a drink and a half is kind of out. Doesn't, mm -hmm. that's really bad. Um, so having, having that anxiety and drinking a lot made me like more malleable to them as in there was no resistance because I was drunk and I was like, that's really bad. That's really bad. It's really dangerous. Um, or at least it, it was because I was in my twenties and early thirties and now I'm almost 40 and, uh, Thank God genetics and, and the down regulation of bodies has kicked in because now I really can't drink. <laughs> and so it's not going to be like a, oh, I can mass. It's like, no, I'm, I've got one drink. I'm going to sip it and that will be it. <laughs> um, if, if nothing at all, because uh, my body can't take it. <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing to know. Um, my Irish cousins were like, are you kidding? You didn't get any of our, you didn't get any of our genetics. I'm like, that's okay. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, nope. I'll be like, um, my cousin, my, one of my eldest cousins puts ice in her wine because she can't drink that much either. I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll just, just water it down. <laughs> nope. Just so it lasts longer, but yeah, no, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> anymore <laughs> they're always so disappointed there and when I go back to see them hopefully next year mm -hmm. they're gonna be like really still it's like you're almost 50 don't judge me <laughs> it's like you're almost 50 you shouldn't be drinking that much but whatever <laughs> um, it's preconditioned their their livers are conditioned in Ireland right. from age 16 so <laughs> marathon training <laughs> yeah really it's like <laughs> It really is. I mean, they're the moment that whole saying of like, as soon as you can uh, see over the bar and order a drink yourself, you can, you can drink that is a real thing. And they do take <laughs> advantage of it, especially the boys, the boys go for it immediately. And my cousins were no <laughs> cousins were notorious and it was terrifying. It's all right. But um, yeah, no, they're marathon drinkers. <laughs> I'm not. And I never will be. No, I'm glad. Nice. It's like I have enough inflammation to begin with. Add add the alcohol inflammation in addition to all this. Like it's not. It's not a good day. No. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I'm kind of curious. Then you said that part of like coming out, doing the being bisexual, and trying to date women, mm -hmm. and that they don't like you're not butch or fem enough. You don't yeah. fit in with that culture. Mm -hmm. Would you want to date then like a bisexual man or bisexual woman? Um, I'd be open to it if it came up. I've never really been. Uh, I've never pushed anybody away in that respect. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing okay. that I'm always that you're always concerned about is things like STDs and and that. And you end up just having to have that conversation very openly of like, OK, so you've been with both. So 
please tell me you get tested often and you use protection, all of those things. Uh, Cause if you don't, that's more of a deal breaker than the fact that you're actually by it's like, I just, mm-hmm. I don't want somebody who's reckless um, mm-hmm. in the sense of, cause um, bisexual women, not so much bisexual men though. Um, I've met some pretty reckless people who are like, yeah, I've had a few STDs like, Oh no, you're not coming anywhere near me. Sorry. Yes. I'm by that's not the point. It's just like, it's just that you've chosen to play fast and loose with your sexual health. It's like, no, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. HIV, STDs, yeah. So, um, but no, I've never, um, I will say though, as a caveat, my family, I tried to come out when I was in high school and it backfired. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really, I'm oh, like all my best friends and everybody around me knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went back in the closet when I came to my own family because uh, I couldn't, not the shame, but because it actually like, it hurt my mother a lot, mm-hmm. hurt my mother significantly. And as much as my family has their toxic traits and such, but like it hurt my mom. It hurt her a lot. So I never brought it up again. And we've never talked about it since, even though it's there. And I think she knows it. Although my dad comes back and he's like, are you a lesbian? It's like, no, because mm-hmm. I'm not. I was like, yes, I've been with women, but that is, and I do like women a lot, but that is not it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they are two different things. But if you mm-hmm. tell people, my parents' generation that are bi, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's like, oh, you'll just get over it. I, I got sick of having that conversation. And so I just live my life. Um, and if I meet somebody that happens to be, you know, that happens to be a woman that is like actually there, then it's like, then we'll have to have that conversation again. Mm-hmm. But um, it hasn't happened. It's been a very long time since even anyone has approached me. Even if I've been actively flirting with them, actively awkwardly flirting with them it looks it's terrible um i'm i'm there's a charm to it though yeah i know there's a charm there's a charm to it but they just think of like what are you doing (laughs) sweet child i'm really like i'm like so so green (laughs) to, to that part it's it's terrible um i i've just kind of yeah so, and that's also why moving out would help with that too, of like allowing for that. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of, I mean, I live in, I live in a rural part of uh, Northern California, California. There's obviously gay, there's a lot of gay couples up here, but not, not a lot of singles because not a lot of a scene here for that. So it'd be going yeah. back to the city to try to figure that out. So. Gotcha. We'll yeah. Figure. Part of that emotional asbestos. Yeah. living in your parents house not getting to fully be yourself yeah. hiding that part of you yeah exactly and not getting to express it and so we'll see we'll see so most of this yeah it's a lot there's a lot of different variables to it different ways they interconnect to each other yeah just clearing out the clearing out the space for other things yeah 
Yeah. So. So um, we had mentioned, or you had mentioned before, like the the dating or not dating, this flirting part and being awkward with it and all of that. Um, is that something that like you want to get better at? Like, or is, are you happy with, and I'm not saying that to mean anything. Cause no, I don't find where you're at, but like, we, we talked about the authentic self, right. And like, you yeah. know, how that looks with how you dress and what you eat and all of that stuff. Like, is that an area of your life that you would like to change to be closer yeah. to yourself, whoever that is? Yeah, that's obviously, I feel like that goes with being becoming more authentic becoming more confident and being the actual person that I'm supposed to be that I am mm-hmm. instead of um trying to toe the line all the time mm-hmm. uh, so yes um do I am I on a fast track to improve it right away no mm-hmm. I'm on a fast track to really go back into rebuilding my life as the person that I want to be and where I want to be mm-hmm. um first for sure so, which is why it's like dating Mm-hmm. even though this guy is coming it's like there's there's a real issue here is like I have somebody who's coming specifically to see me and I do like him a lot and I know when he gets here I will probably start to feel it'll shift back into being like more excited that he's coming right now I'm like mm-hmm. I just want to kick my boss out the door right now that's what I would like to do <laughs> um, I told my supervisor that I was like, does she, she's treating us like crap. Does she, does she want us to send her off in a nice fashion or does she just want us to shove her out the fucking door at the end of her career? Cause we can do that if that's how she wants to play it. But I'm sure she doesn't think that she's being a bitch is like, hmm. yeah. Telling me to work overtime when I already work a 10 hour a day is being a bitch and not, and obviously I don't get paid for it cause I'm salaried. So right. Nope she can go fuck herself <laughs> um so you're leaving change the um the upcoming promotion that you were gonna get uh no no that's okay. set and it doesn't change my job stays the same I just will be working for somebody else but I have to deal with her chaotic she was we were finally making some headway on kind of the rhythm we were in before she announced that she was leaving and now it's just it's kind of unfortunate it's just completely gone out the window um, the person I will be working for in the interim is not like, is a much kind of friendlier, open-minded, more, um, not, not just open-minded, but just more of like a even keeled, doesn't, doesn't like, doesn't let the little stuff get to her kind of person. So, mm-hmm. um, she's actually it'll be it'll be a good transition at least for the rest of the year it I mean it could take up to nine months it could take another year to to recruit the next CFO so we'll find out but mm-hmm. I gotta get through next week mm-hmm. and week. at least the the last week the first week of October is um I'm getting her keys and her all of her equipment and everything in and saying goodbye to her face um, as I take everything that allows her to come back on campus and make it so that she cannot come back on campus. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Interesting, yeah. So these two kind of stressors in your life are now on their way out or have have exited. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So we'll see what this phase is. Hopefully it's a good transitional phase and it doesn't create bigger things, bigger roadblocks. Cause I haven't, sadly, I haven't gotten to work on my own uh, thing, uh, my own goals for coaching and education this week so far, which really sucks because I would like to get on that. So hopefully try to get some of that done today. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get back on once this settles, I'd like to get back mm -hmm. on track so that we can at least um, start the process. I did get my certificate though. Yay! I have it. Yeah, I have it. No, I need the other one. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I got my so certificate much. a couple of days ago, which made me very happy. It's like that's good. That makes me feel better. That's like progress. Yay! Yeah, progress. Good progress. <laughs> so awesome. you know, I mean, it's it's satisfying. It's like yay, we're I've got something to prove that I went through at least the first half of the training, and now we're going through a second yeah um, but I would like to I'd like to tick off those those boxes and and take the test for ICF yeah it's gonna be a hard test yeah do they say that it's hard yeah it, it's tough it's a lot of it's really like a very kind of clinical textbook kind of test of what we learned in signature signature really is a very ICF kind of drilling your, um, the roles and responsibilities and the ethics into you of what the ICF wants. <clears throat> so it's a pretty, it's, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. We, we've taken a lot of tests prior to that anyway. So it's basically like, can you do this on a clinical level? And then, mm -hmm. and then the next phase is to get everything off to launch because mm -hmm. I need 100 hours in order to get an ACA uh, accreditation so and I would like does that include the ones from essentials uh it does not it 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 includes the first the 15 from signature and then I have to do the other um 85 so okay yeah the okay. other 85 is um and there's mentoring that you do too so you actually have to meet with a a ICF accredited mentor uh, to round out your mentoring sessions as well. So it's a it was a lot more it's a little more involved, and <clears throat> I'm just I'm just going I'm trying to fit it in where I can. Um, it might have to wait until at least part of it. The the things with the mentor will probably have to wait till November um when things settle okay. down on my end but uh okay. but it will okay. trying to get on track for that okay trying to get back on the money track yeah um, I was gonna ask about that next because that was the next big thing you wanted was to move out and I think last yeah. time you said um December or January December or January we're so on track for that but um I'm trying to find I'm also trying to possibly minimize the cost by looking for a fully furnished apartment as well, trying to cut down those costs. So I'm looking into that. Um, yeah, I, I gave my, I gave my, I'm giving my parents until the, <coughs> excuse me, 
the end of the the calendar year. So my okay. dad gets two more, three more payments from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, okay, you have to figure it out after this. After come January, you have to figure it out. Because I, <clears throat> my uh, office is talking about starting our new work mode, which is commuting more frequently and and that's gonna matter and I need I need to move I need to move Mm -hmm. I'm sure that after Wesley comes here he's gonna be like you know you need to move it's like yeah I know I know I do working on it (laughs) give me a minute I'm working on it I'm working on it like unless you want to pay for it I'm working on it it's like which I'm afraid if I say that to him, because he might actually go over that. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, no, 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 no. That was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Please do not do that. Yes. Yeah. If you want to pay for your own apartment and you'd like me to house it for you, I can do that too. But I, I need to like, I need to slowly but surely need to go from there. Okay. Um, so. so, so eventually being out by the first of the year tops. So yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering so then, yeah, what the cost would be for that, like how much you want saved in order to pull the trigger on that, or you know, I think savings is going to have to is savings going to be have to be ongoing, mm-hmm. um, and I am having to figure out. So right now, a thousand dollars of my paycheck is coming straight out and going into my savings account. And it's going in there automatically. So it's getting taken out even before my paycheck hits my regular bank account for the other things. Good. So it's a matter of, um, so if I keep that going, which I'd like mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. what it ends up having to be is being comfortable with, you know, being comfortable if my credit score dips a little bit because I won't mm-hmm. have to be able to pay everything mm-hmm. off. Right. Because the, the, the issue will have to be is that, okay, so if I have some, some debt sitting somewhere, mm-hmm. obviously the, the regular payments, the automatic payments all have to be made. Mm-hmm. But if I have some debt somewhere, what happens is, is that I, what puts me in the hole is I cannot shell out $12,000 to pay off that debt every month. Because then you're ending up right back to using it, using your credit cards, using everything again. Mm -hmm. So what I am trying to figure out, and I'm going to do this today, um, I'm trying to figure out like what is like what is will make me not get anxiety over the fact that I'm not getting rid of all of these balances immediately, because Mm -hmm. the 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 f not the effort the constant itching feeling is Mm -hmm. to go and take all my money out of savings and pay everything off. It's like, no, you can't do that. It's just repeating the same problem here Um, because you, I know that I need that cash flow. Um, And this month, sadly, because my parents were gone and I was paying for more groceries and other things and, um, and paying for my dog Mm -hmm. on my own, um, I had to, my savings didn't get to get to stay neutral. So next month when October hits, I, I really have to be like, okay, we can, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to look at our bills. We have to look at how much we can pay. We have to look at what's the normal as in the normal meaning 
these bills hit every month. They have to be paid every month. We have allotted for them every month. So they mm -hmm. go on to those mm -hmm. cards for, for that. So they always get paid. Um, and then how much extra, even if it's like 50 bucks, can we put towards something that might be an overage or something that maybe we had to, we had to purchase, unfortunately, like car maintenance or something that we didn't have enough cash for. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so that is the, that's the phase I'm in right now, because I have to figure that out. Now there will be some bills that will go away when I move out because okay. I am leaving the area. So I'm not, um, my acupuncturist will go away. My, um, my, I mean, some of these will have to come back eventually, but there will have to be, that's where I will have to figure out another source of income to bring those services back. Um, right. because even though I've allotted for them in this life in, mm -hmm. as in like where I am right now, mm -hmm. um, if I have to pay 20, 25, 2600 a month in rent, right. right. Um, even, even though I, I make the money that, that can pay that it's mm -hmm. still like mm -hmm. shelling out. You could have, you could have something every couple months, but you couldn't have something regularly. It couldn't have something right. every week. Yeah. Right. That's right. Really those things that are worth cutting out now in order to help bolster your cash flow. Um, or... I've cut them down. Okay. I've cut them down. Um, I have made it so that acupuncture is twice a month instead of every week because that was hundred and ten dollars a week I couldn't manage it um right I have I've already cut therapy also down to twice a month like my actual therapist and that's hard too because that's a hundred that's 175 dollars a week a session um and then the manual lipedema stuff is once a month. Mm -hmm. I've cut them back. Um, so we're we're cutting that back. The dietitian, okay. though, the dietitian mm -hmm. is the one biggest one. The dietitian right now, I'm in, getting charged fifty dollars less for at least the next couple months, but it is still it goes back to almost four hundred dollars a month. <clears throat> and as much as I love my dietitian. I may have to go into a negotiation to go into like a maintenance with her to bring that price down significantly or end it completely. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to approach that when we get there. Um, and then person, needing, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. We can ask. I was going to say that if you're moving into a new place too, you'll need the first month and the deposit, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. having enough cash on hand to do that. Yeah. Um, so. You had mentioned as well that this is the time of year to start looking and hunting for that stuff because the prices may be lower or the, the monthly payments may be lower to lock in a lease now. Yeah. So I am the end of the year or January. So now's the yeah, time. I am looking on it. Yeah, I am looking. My dad is also so my dad, uh out of all the rent that I paid, even though it's like twenty thousand dollars over the last twenty thousand dollars a year over the last three years. Uh, has agreed to give me three thousand dollars of that back. Um, okay. So part of the that will actually go to right the part of the payment 
and then the rest will come out of come out of my check. Okay. Um, so we will have that. But yes, I'm looking for a furnished apartment because if I can cut back on like the moving costs of it all and the things that will be required, because that's the other thing that tends to bankrupt you a bit is you have to move, you have to get furniture, you have to get all of those things. So I'm trying to see if I can find that in addition to- the, Then the, of course, the lease or the monthly payment will be higher because it's furnished. It, it might so be, but maybe not. Um, yeah. We're trying to find out which which way it goes. Yeah. So it's if it's higher, then you're paying that monthly cost for it to be higher versus a one-time cost that you can kind of make back as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to make that just make that decision to see what it actually looks like. So mm -hmm. I'm just trying to weigh options here. Um fair enough. And then um yeah, so that's kind of that's where we are. There's a lot going on. There's a lot. Yeah. To consider. Yeah. Um, I'm very, my body is very inflamed, not very happy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and as you've seen in this call, my hair is drying. <laughs> Just <laughs> no like worries. getting, getting, you've been doing this a lot. Yeah. 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 I have because it's like, it's wet. And so I keep moving it back and forth because it's like, uh, please don't like <laughs> let the back of my shirt see through, but you don't. Um, right. Move, so. dang it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I'm really, I have to, I definitely have Zoom fatigue because I really don't like the staring at myself, which is why you see me moving a lot is like, I don't like this. It's like, no, no water you looking. Stare at the little camera light. Just stare at that, <laughs> not yourself. I'm trying to look at you. I'm trying to look down and look at you so I do not have to look at myself. Right. No, I get you. Yeah. I have Zoom fatigue every day of the week at work. <laughs> That's my job. I know. But, um, yeah. Builds character. It builds character. <laughs> if you can walk away, it builds character. Yes. Is there anything you want to focus on between now and next week or just kind of see what comes up for you or? Where would you um, like to go from here? I think the focus is kind of the last thing we touched on is like, I need to get those. I would like to get those numbers okay. and really see what's gonna, um, how much it's gonna cost me, um, okay. where, where we can cut things out and what I'll be comfortable paying towards debt as we're trying to save in addition because the saving part okay. is the biggest. And I'll also... And also have to consider if like, I can't, even though I want to save a thousand dollars, is it possible to save a thousand dollars and still make, you know, mm -hmm. make not manageable payments, but more like make, uh, have that money to not have to use their mm -hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well then we can touch base on that then next week, like okay. look at the plan and stuff like that. Continue to look for places, hopefully. We can lock something down yeah. soon so that you can get out by the end of the year. Cause I think that will be the next step, right? You've done two or three big things, right? Yeah. So to keep going and get your own space and be able to kind of like stretch out and be yourself, I think yeah. will help kind of bring things in alignment for your coaching. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Of course. Take it easy, relax as best you can. Yeah. If you need anything, let me know. 
I'm happy to help where I can. So. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. How are you doing? Go cuddle your dog. <laughs> oh, I've been cuddling my dog. She gets it all. She gets it all day long now. She's my alarm clock. <laughs> like licking yeah. me in on in the face in the morning. Right? wake up time to feed me <laughs> time to feed me time for me to go out that's like what yeah. is why aren't you paying attention to me <laughs> that's funny that's funny yeah i'm doing okay just working my stuff <laughs> trying to work through my coaching program the high impact it's a lot of work but it's good stuff so yeah i bet yeah yeah learning a lot of marketing stuff How's <laughs> business it? Yeah. marketing stuff but it's a lot of mindset work too, which is really good. It's like trying so. to get you to kind of like get over things like imposter syndrome and, and some of that. Yeah. Some of it's more of understanding that coaching and marketing are different things. Mm -hmm. And in order to attract a client and connect with a client, you have to do the marketing part first. Yeah. And you cannot market by coaching, which I find really interesting. That given. is interesting. I want to hear that. Well, well like in that, one of the things that really stood out to me is how as coaches, we really like using coaching language when we're mm -hmm. trying to market. Yeah. And so one of the things that the founder said is as coaches, we're probably at a higher level of consciousness, right? So we're at maybe like a six, seven, eight. Yeah. Our clients are at like a one, two, three, mm -hmm. right? The average person you're trying to work with. So if you're trying to use language that's kind of up here, they're not going to understand that, but that connects to their problem because they haven't gone through the journey yet. Mm -hmm. So talking to them in a way that makes sense down at this level. And that's not meaning anything unkind. It's just where they're at in yeah. the work that they've done. They may not understand terms like transformation. I mean, they do, but it's like. But they don't understand it in the context of coaching. Like we're. Yes. I think. Yeah, I, I under I get that because I mean most of most marketing is mm -hmm. solely about getting to like the basic level with people of like here mm -hmm. so you can understand it. So you don't have to think too hard about it because marketing is right. like a snapshot of right. Right. what you're selling. Right. And so kind of building and creating a selling platform or marketing platform so you can have the conversations yeah. and have good conversations with people so that they get into the, your program. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to be able to get to that point where at the end, they will have realized those goals, but you're not telling them the goals up front because they don't, they haven't done the work yet to understand where you're coming from. Interesting. Just, yeah. So that's really, that's been very helpful to me. Of this is why, like you may use terms, like, I guess my offer is I help people working adults or working professionals build careers they love. Mm -hmm. Right. That doesn't mean I feel good about that because really my goal is helping people figure out what they really want out of their life, craft a life that they really love. And if that means quitting their job and doing something else or making adjustments in their career to be happy, mm -hmm. I want that goal, right. That my client feels yeah. good about that. But that doesn't mean I, you know, I really am fired up about my offer. Mm -hmm. The offers for them. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, if it were a coaching flowery offer, it'd be like, I help create your, you know, your authentic life or purpose or blah, blah, blah. And people maybe not be thinking at that level. They're thinking, I hate my job. Right. And yeah, I want to make more money. Yeah. Or in some cases they're like thinking, I just want to, I just want to feel better about my life. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Something. 
creating authenticity sounds like too much work. I just want to feel better about where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. So I it's feel better about where I'm at. I want to get through something or, yeah. you know, so yeah. having that change in language and mindset has helped because now it's like, okay, now I can, I have a better perspective on it of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I feel better about it and it's not slimy feeling, right? Cause it's like, Oh, I'm trying to like sell you on something. No, know, yeah. there's a, there's a purpose to this. Mm-hmm. You got to meet them where they're at so that by the time they are finished, they understand why you did it this way. Maybe not to that level, but they understand now. Oh yes. Really what I was feeling was I'm happy about my life. And by doing this work, I have found at the end more authenticity. And that's, I didn't know that's what I needed at the beginning. Right. The time. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Or sneaky that way, right? Yes. <laughs> sneaky that way. Offer <laughs> you ninjas. We're going to help you get there. <laughs> it's true though. I mean, even when I worked with people, what's the first thing that happens? Like you may not come in to be emotional, but if you work with me long enough, I will find out what's just bothering you. <laughs> um, even if you different. don't want it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I think with coaching with other coaches, yeah. you know, we're kind of already at that level. So I can say, I'm going to help you find your authenticity. And you kind of already know what that means. Yeah. But someone else who's never done that work before might not understand that. So right. it's making me look at if I need to rebrand some things and mm-hmm. like pivot and do some stuff, but I'm not, I'm not there yet, but it's a lot of that kind of work of doing a lot of, a lot of different mindset work and business stuff of ask yourself these questions, do this market research, all of that, that ugh, I don't want to, but it's been good. So <laughs> I know it's like, can I just, can I just start? Or it's always, can I just start already? And they're like, no, you have to do all this. This is homework. It's like, I'm not in well, school. I'm not you in can school. start. Sure. You can. You can start, but you might be waiting a while for something to come. If like you exactly. haven't done the right uh, the legwork to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it in the right order. They call yeah. it the recipe. So you're putting in the ingredients at a certain time and in a certain way on purpose. Mm-hmm. So if you want to just start, go for it. Right. If yeah. you choose to do it this way and put in the damn eggs, even though you hate eggs, <laughs> then it's going to work better in your recipe, but you don't have to, if you don't want to, right. You it's can just really... start with the flour and go and try to make yeah. something. <laughs> just yes. what it is. And some people do it that way because I honestly recommend just doing something because at least you're yeah. doing something right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're trying things and practicing out and breaking those mindset barriers in your head versus if I go over here and I get to analysis paralysis mode, because I have to follow the recipe just right. Yeah. And now I'm stuck, right? Yeah. So it's whatever gets you moving until I'm ready to decide, okay, I'll throw in the damn eggs, even though I hate it because I don't want, I'm making progress. I'm taking action, but I also want to maximize my efficiency and not do things the hard way, but I'd rather do this to start making progress and then move over here. And then move over. Yeah. Yeah. Once I I kind of know enough to comprehend why it's important. Yeah. (laughs) Also, you know, that's also why they, in the signature course, they make us meet with mentors is because of that kind of stuff of like, they're trying to encourage you of like, Hey, when you're ready, Mm -hmm. financially ready to do this, Mm -hmm. consider having a mentor, consider having somebody who you can bounce the ideas off of and has been in the business for a while. And we had instructors that our mentors were instructors that we worked with, uh, Mm -hmm. in essentials. And Mm -hmm. so 
um i don't know if you remember bonnie she was i can't remember what course she taught us in no nonsense woman completely yes i think i remember her she might have been at like kind of the beginning she was yeah she was in the beginning i just can't remember which class it was but she was notebook somewhere i don't know where it went oh she was our mentor she was actually taught most of signature and she was fantastic it really was like but she was no nonsense about icf she was like this is the no nonsense add to but the reason you have mentors we all have mentors for a reason we're trying to keep ourselves on track the only way you can do that is if you're still talking to somebody who else someone else who's in the business right so right getting plugged into yeah. your community your yeah your space but in essential in signature she's she's phenomenal and she is absolutely no nonsense i love i loved working with her um so but yeah it's but between the stuff you're doing to get yourself into the marketing sphere and get yourself seen and out Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. it's good that's good it's a lot of work yeah but get there yep but it's yeah doing the transition of Mm -hmm. or willing to commit to I may yeah. not like it as it is right now, but I'm willing to challenge those beliefs mm-hmm. and I'm willing to change my mind on those things and get good at these things because yeah. it serves my ultimate goal yeah. of having this kind of life. Because that's really the thing I'm I, I'm about is this is a lot of work, but I it's want a- I want to make a lot of money and I don't want to work for my nine to five anymore. And these are, yeah. I have a very specific things I want to do. So is that- worth it to do this kind of unpleasant work yeah and it is but that doesn't mean I feel like that every moment of every day yeah, right so do I push through yeah. or do I do I recede advance or retreat right yeah I I'm right there with you because I'm in the like the how do I push through this because I want this bad enough also because I don't want to do I don't want to be an assistant anymore I would love to not have to do this ever again and deal yes. with someone's bitchy transition yes um, but but yeah it is kind of like how do you where do you make sacrifices to push through this discomfort while you're trying to get yourself off the ground because it's always like I can do this tomorrow I can do this tomorrow Mm -hmm. yeah tomorrow may never come and so um yeah yeah that's the that is the difficult part of this but yeah I'm right there with you I I looked into that I looked into that program briefly I'm going to refer back to it um because yes the marketing piece I can't even I like reality wise I can't market myself as we just kind of talked about in the dating sphere of it all I can't even market myself I I need help um clearly (laughs) it's like yeah I need um I need uh there's a comedian Taylor Tomlin Tomlinson yes yeah she she says I you need your floaties you need your little floaties um everybody needs their yes. floaties here are your floaties <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah I need I need my floaties um yes so yes. but it, yeah it's, uh because otherwise it's I could just jump in and and do it and mm-hmm. try mostly word of mouth and social media but there has to be a strategy there needs to be a better strategy towards it because Mm-hmm. I would just like the information of like, how does this actually work when you use pl- certain mm-hmm. platforms, use your website, use social media, word of mouth, like what right. is the way that we get 
people to yeah. notice and, yeah. and stick with us. Um, yeah. One of the valuable tidbits I heard on a call last week mm-hmm. is Xander's the head of the company, right? He's mm-hmm. like, I've worked with, he said 35 of his clients now have hit just shy of the seven figure mark. Oh, wow. And they all got there using one platform. Wow. Some did Instagram, some did Facebook, some did TikTok, some did LinkedIn. Yeah. So trying not to diversify and getting good at one thing. Yeah. There are a lot of skills you need to be successful at building a business beyond just the coaching, right? Because that's mm-hmm. the actual transformative work. There are a lot of other things too. And yeah. so it's like focus on getting good at all of those things and, and then go up to the next and the next and the next because it's a lot of different things you're juggling so instead of trying to overwhelm yourself with I got to do 18 things it's like we're going to go smaller we're going to get really good at these things these four or five things yeah and then we can go to the next and the next and the next we're building the expertise we're learning a lot of skills not just coaching we've already done the coaching work and that's where you know Lumion journey and the essentials and signatures that helps Mm -hmm. us get good at our craft but the rest. Being a good coach and being an entrepreneur are do, two different things, right? So how do you, how do I do, how do I learn to be a good entrepreneur is really what yeah, this course is. Yeah, be a good entrepreneur so. because that's where the money comes from is the entrepreneurship yeah. and, and getting yeah. your clients. Yeah, but it's yeah. specific for coaching, which is nice. So it's specific to our industry. So yeah, because that's always the thing of like, they're yeah. like, start your own business. Like, well, but no, <laughs> this is, right. you know, coaching as opposed to selling right <laughs> or right or, it's or, yeah it's a little different yeah it is selling a transformation yeah right, right. So, yeah all right my friend I'm gonna let you yeah. go um, yeah my hair yes. is getting bigger as we're as we're our call call is going because <laughs> it's drying and the clown hair in a little bit so I should go okay. try it <laughs> Okay. Sorry and to I keep you. I just got excited about no, this. No, I, no, I appreciate it. Um, no, absolutely. If you ever just want to chat too, please, I'm here. I'm absolutely nice. here. Yeah. Um, Likewise. Yeah. I know we're both so busy, but it's like, yes, <laughs> we can have these conversations. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, All right. take care of your hair. Take it easy. I'll see you next yeah. week. All right. I'll see you next anything. All right. Have a good weekend. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye.